Hello, everybody. Welcome to Podcasting My Daughter. I am Danada Akshan, and I am the father. Let's see. Today, I'm going to talk about my upbringing. Charlie, I was brought up in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I have an interesting life. I probably have the most interesting life I've ever known by anybody's standards, besides fictional superheroes and whatnot. My parents didn't really talk to me. I'm trying to talk to you, of course. I'm trying to initiate conversations with you. Really, though, this podcast itself has made me self-aware of what my parents' culture was. And maybe not their culture itself, but really our upbringing. I don't know what was going on with their family, and I don't know why there's this disconnect between family members, but it, it happens. Just so you know, I am a little socially awkward, but I'm also socially outward. I have an outward personality, and I had to relearn things as an adult. Luckily, I learned things really fast, so I was okay and became a somewhat functional adult. Problems with standing, of course. I wasn't really able to talk to my parents is what I'm saying. I grew up seeing them as the enemy. Uh, I never really thought of them as people that I could go to. That was my mom. She would wrap me out. My dad was the one that, he just wasn't there. You know, what could I say? He was, what would you say? He was there in name only. Dino, right? Dad in name only. And I guess that's why I'm trying so hard to be there for you. Because I don't want to be a Dino or Dino. I don't know what, I know there's also Democrats in name only that, that whole thing, but I'm not political, as you can tell. I hate everybody equally, <laughs> so <laughs> also love everybody equally. It's it's a weird situation because I love them. Uh, anybody that's stupid or ridiculous or just does things wrong, I love them. You know, I want them to be better. There's nothing I can do but just watch them destroy themselves. But you know, I I do care. I also hate them because they annoy the crap out of me. But hey, that's what it is. So my parents, they didn't approve of what I wanted to do. And, you know, it's not that they were bad parents exactly. They did do some messed up things. But they, I think they tried. They tried. I think parenting is hard on everybody. Um, They definitely weren't going to win any awards for parents of the year. I can tell you that. Uh, I never got them number one mugs, uh, you know, number one mom, number one dad. It's just that they were never really somebody that I felt was on my side. They were trying to dictate how to live my life. And I don't know if you've noticed this. What I try to do with you is to let you fail spectacularly. I want you to try things. Hopefully you won't get hurt or go to jail or die. But this is your life. You have to lead it. You have to do your own things. You cannot be doing as everybody else does because there's nothing that happens with that. You just keep your head down in the dirt and stay quiet. That's not really a good way to raise children in my experience. My experience was to learn about my world and learn the rules and then start breaking them and bending them to my will, whatever I can. Do I do this all the time? No, but You know, if you look at my life, how I think, it's a constant looking at rules and regulations and principles and saying, where do these come from? Where does it actually work now? And that's why I'm very against hardcore religion. People that follow these things to the T and, you know, you just heard some guy talk to that about how things aren't right and this is how you should do it. And you just nodded your head and said, yeah, that's the way. You're a fucking idiot if you think that. Think for your fucking self. All right.
Look, I'm not trying to get anybody on my side. I don't actually want anybody on my side. I don't need anybody on my side. If you want to be on my side, great, but you better stay out of my way. And that's why I'm trying to teach you, Charlie. I'm saying lead your own path. I was 12 or 13. I found this weird piece of metal on the street and I carried it around. It looked like a wine corkscrew. It looked cool to me. I, I felt like I was like a transformer or a robot. Anyway, I kept trash. Like I found some trash on the street and I picked it up and I brought it home and I was like, this is great. And it didn't look dirty or anything. It just looked like a piece of metal, a hunk of metal that you find that has a little piece attached to it. So my mom obviously goes through my shit. She found it and she says, what is this? And I told her I didn't know. And she starts assuming all this stuff. She thought it was a Slim Jim to break into cars or something. I don't know, maybe a part of a big elaborate bong. I have no idea what she thought it was. But she took me to this police station and had me tell the cop all this information that I didn't know anything about. My dumbass mom, rest in peace, right? She's, but she's a dumbass, big dumbass. She would rather talk to the cops than to hide her son from the authorities or talk to me about it. Say, hey, oh, you don't know? Okay, she didn't take me at my word. She just always thought that there was something going on. And she has every right to think that. That's her prerogative if that's what she wants. But she's also dumb as shit because she knew I was smarter than the average bear. But she didn't have to fucking act like I was dumb as shit or that I was always out to lie to her. I was a kid. I was just telling the truth. Sometimes I would lie, but there wasn't evil intent in me. I wasn't the poltergeist. I wasn't, you know, the omen. It's the kind of stuff that I had to deal with. So this is where this stuff came from. Why am I telling you this? I have no idea. Maybe this is my therapy. This is why I don't go to a therapist because I don't need one. I can just talk about things openly and honestly and try to figure things out on my own. If I can't, I got a friend I can talk to. There you go, right? My father just did the bare minimum. He, he was there, but he wasn't really there. It was just there to tell me not to do things, that we had to do things a certain way. I don't know. Maybe it was because they were immigrants. They moved here and they had they were kind of keeping a low radar. Like, I guess if you're on a green card, you can get kicked the fuck out of America if you fuck up. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. All I know was they were trying their hardest to achieve this very normal, simple lifestyle that was not them. Absolutely not them. My mom, stay-at-home mom, did things the old-fashioned way like they did in Iran that, you know, took 12 hours to do something that took an hour in the 90s, right? But she did it, and nobody said anything. We just let her do her thing. My dad, you know, worked all day and night and didn't really hang out with the family very, very occasionally. I can't really think of more than five times off the top of my head. But that was the upbringing. That was me and my sister, you know, me and my sister were best friends until somewhere around, I guess, sometime in school or something. You know, she started being this antagonist. Because of that, we don't talk. She was always fighting me, always ratting me out, telling people things about me that were not true. And, you know, of course, back then, I really, really, really cared about what people thought. So, you know, I had to stand up for myself. Or I had to stand up for her. People calling her names and stuff got into trouble myself. But I do have one family member who is fantastic, and that's my brother. He, he's my older brother. He was always there for me. He never actually treated me like an idiot. He never treated me like I was the smartest person in the world. He just treated me like a person, like with, with respect and love, right? Wink, wink. That's how it should be for everybody. And wink, wink. 
So I don't trust too much of people. That is what brought me not to trust people too quickly. Look, I trust some people implicitly and you get a vibe, right? Very few people, you can feel that they're a piece of shit or that they're a great person immediately. But sometimes you can, you have to trust your gut sometimes, but you also have to go back and take a step back and say, hey, I don't know this person yet. They haven't shown me who they are, that they can be trusted. But my real trust is... It's in myself. I trust my instincts. I trust what I've learned about my life and who I am. And I know that I'm a good person, or at least what is considered good enough, and that I'm not trying to actively screw people over or snitch on them, hurt them, cheat them. It happens. I think in this crazy world, by even trying your best to lead a great life, you do screw people over or you accidentally snitch on them or you accidentally hurt them, whether it's, you know, relationships or friendships or whatever. It happens. I've been in many arguments and fights with friends and family and relationships in my life, and I wish we could all just get along. It doesn't always happen, but you try. Try your damnedest. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You can't hold on to it. Try to reach out to people. Try to make amends, that kind of stuff. And most of the time it works itself out. I'd say there's a few people that still hate me. But I don't think it's me that they hate. I kind of feel like they hate themselves. This podcast that I'm telling you all this information about, it is for me, but it's also for you. So you can kind of know who I am, why I do what I do, right? Is this always popular? Am I always popular? No. Is it always right? Is it always absolutely right? No. Is it always in the right presentation and format and trying to be something better? Yes. It's presented as what it is, but it's no more, no less. And that's the only thing I can tell you about that. My upbringing is what it is. I can't change overnight my thinking. I can't change anything about my physical appearance overnight. Well, uh, you know, you, you can do some crazy Beverly Hills surgeons out here, but that's not me. What I'm trying to say is my point is, all jokes aside, is that we are who we are. We're different people now. I'm a different person than I was before you were around, Charlie. Why I'm telling you this, what I'm telling you is that you are you. There's a little bit of a definition, but it's not quite there. You change. People change. Some people don't, but most people change. Most people are evolving. Most people are working themselves out. If there are problems, don't fret. Always strive for perfection. And now I'm figuring out what my upbringing episode is about. It's striving for perfection, but you don't have to beat yourself up if you're not perfect. I know my imperfections. I have so many things on my plate that it's very hard to get everything done in a timely manner, but I'm working on it. You know, I'm okay with not getting everything done ASAP. My goal is to be your inspiration and your best friend if you need me to be. And also your father that nudges you and says, hey, you really want to do it you go do it go screw it up because that's who you are that's what you want to be now if you're like a serial killer or something yeah i'm gonna have to call the cops on you there but you know hopefully uh you know you'll listen to me and look up to me and think okay maybe i don't want to kill everybody because you see good and you emulate good and then you are good even though there is no such thing as good or bad but you are just who you are I know it's very, very contradicting at times, but that's my life. That's my upbringing, my life, my future. You're just trying to make it work here and just do your best. You don't have to always do your best. Just do what you can and be happy with 
what you have and what you are, that's really it. I can't really think of anything else to say. Just know that if I act a certain way, it's because I have weird parents that weren't the greatest. And I'm trying to be better than they were. And now your goals are my goals. My goals, I've already accomplished everything. I don't have to do a whole lot anymore. I want to see you grow. I want you to be the butterfly. All right, kiddo, I love you.